1: Hey Stars fans, it's Jeff K, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the hockey podcast network. Go stars. Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside James and Chris, my name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast at THBN. Go and use that promo code THBN. Next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. James actually set his alarm this morning for 10 a.m. in order to watch the game. <laughs> Sorry, no. I had to. Sorry, James.
2: <laughs> that was that's unfair and rude, honestly. Deplorable. Deplorable. James is awake way later than you are, Ryan. You little baby Absolutely. going to sleep at I know.
1: bedtime. I I I can I can feel him like staring in, into my soul right now. And just, just like, how dare you? This there you go. I got the eye roll. A score. Score. <laughs> Anyways. Lots of things to talk about here tonight. Um I will just go ahead and say it for Chris because it's it's I'm on it kind of in the same boat. We didn't really get to watch a lot of the Bruins game today, and it's unfortunate how I legally
2: I watched zero. Legally. Legally, I didn't watch it.
1: Oh, legally, he didn't watch anything. Okay. So James is really the only one who who got to see the full context of the game. But I, I mean, let, let, let's just go ahead and pull up this comment by Mato Cause this is exactly what kind of, I was feeling after hearing all the stuff that was going on. So had to watch the game replay cause of work, but man, what a brutal loss. They, the, they worked the Bruins all game and couldn't get it done. Heck of an effort with all the injuries and Miro being out. So for those of you that have been under a rock today, basically the Dallas stars are not the Dallas stars anymore. There are, five players that are currently out of the lineup that were in the lineup two games ago, or three games ago, excuse me. We've got Nose Lundqvist out with a concussion and con- concussion pro- protocol. You've now got Hawkenpaw out, and it looks like he's going to be out for long, for a, a decent amount of time. You've also got uh, Evgeny Dodonov that was put on LTIR. Matt Duchesne, at the last second, was uh, scratched. He has a lower body injury. And then it also came out today later that Miro Haskinen, it was not going to play in the game because his wife was giving birth to a child. So first off, congratulations to him. But, man, that's tough for the Dallas Stars to go through that many. They call up both Alexander Petrovic and Derek Pugliet. So I was wrong, I guess. I, I didn't see this coming. And then uh, they also apparently... I, I might be wrong about this, James. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I heard that they also... Uh, recalled Maverick Bork from the AHL. He just didn't get there to the game in time. So the Stars played with not a full roster. (laughs) Despite all, they played a
0: player down the the entire game. I mean, it was crazy. Just It it felt like one of those next man up mentality games where you just have everyone throwing their weight around, trying to get everything done all the time. And this game is really weird because it's probably the most hurt we've seen from this team and half the players on it weren't... (laughs) weren't on it three days ago
2: yeah it was really a great effort by uh by the stars and it, it, it sucks to, to take take a moral victory but this is definitely a moral victory for me i mean the stars team has no business y- even playing against the bruins really it feels like we're playing up yeah. what well, we just played without one more skater we like we fully had a less skater it wasn't like we and had we seven. and we should have won yeah. is the crazy thing like, we gave like, up the game tying goal late in the game and we had seven On the rounds. Only shot,
0: <laughs> On the only shot Pasta had the entire game. We gave Pasta one shot, and, I mean, it, he was wide open over there. It didn't even have to be him, but it, of course it's him, right? But it, it's, it, it was such a hard-fought game, and it's extremely painful to come away with only one point. It would have been more painful had we come away with nothing, honestly. Yeah. Because we, we outplayed the Bruins the entire game. I mean, they did not look good.
2: Yeah, but again, just great effort by the Stars, I feel like. And it's weird for the Stars to be in this position. They were actually like significantly the worst team tonight. We have not been in that position this season at all. Like The Stars have enough talent in this team. We are never out-talented, that's for sure. But tonight we were because of all the injuries that we had and the amount of heart we were able to play with and the – ramped up physicality for sure the forecheck just getting pucks to the net and taking quantity over quality it, it was it was a great adjustment by this team and it, like you said james that showed a lot of heart and you really when you look at it before the game started we stole a point if you watched the game you might have said we lost a point yeah definitely
1: and on honestly going into the game after i heard about all the stuff that was going on you know Miro, five players being out that were on the roster. You including know, our we'll number
2: go. two scorer and our best defenseman.
1: Exactly. And that's and I would say Duchesne's been the best forward for this team uh this year. But man, that, that they as soon as I heard about that, I didn't even care about the result of the game. I, I kind of wrote it off. I mean let sorry, go ahead, Chris.
2: Yeah, I was ready for a bloodbath. Yes. Yeah. So
1: I, I was ready to write it off. And the fact that they played as well as they did. And they had wounded tiger syndrome, they fought as hard as they could. Uh, I mean, that's th- that's all you could ask for in a situation like that. And like, the I don't even who was on the second line with instead of Shane? was it Steele?
0: It was Steele, yeah. And then we just and I heard that he did okay,
1: line. yeah. He did I, I pretty good he-
0: actually. It looked it looked nice. Obviously, you could tell they were missing just a little bit more space, but he was doing decent up there,
1: honestly. And he's kind of like Hanley in a way, but like you know how Hanley is not someone you want in the lineup all the time. Steele you want in the lineup all the time, just not in a second or third line role consistently. He can kind of fill in pretty well in the middle six if you need him to. Kind of like Delandria a little bit. Delandria does pretty well in in short spats like that. So I'm glad to hear that he did really well. Uh, James, I- I'm really curious, and you can tell me a, a how you felt about it. How are the D pairings today? Because obviously, more than half of the D pairings were out. You want to talk about so time on ice already? Yeah. So, yeah, get, so let, let's have you looked look at time that on ice, ice yet? Yes. Yeah, Wait, don't look yet if y'all haven't looked. I'm going to no, take a wild guess. guess. You
0: only have to guess Thomas Harley. How many minutes did Thomas Harley play tonight?
1: 28.
0: 29 minutes. <laughs> he played 29 oh, right. nine minutes. You know what his, what his career high is? like. 20, I think it's 27. Yeah. So we played two full minutes more.
2: Lindell 25 58, Ryan Suter 22 50.
0: Yeah. They they all played <laughs> like beasts tonight. Hanley 16. played like 16. Uh other two played 13. But the the three that we had left over played like absolute beasts tonight. They really did. And and Lindell had the uh goal in the third period that put us up 3-2, too, too. So it, they were all playing like crazy all the time. I mean, honestly, yeah. even Suter had his one like fluke kind of goal, and th- but he had other chances in the game where he had shots and it looked good. It looked good. It looked good. Uh, I mean, it it was it was a really weird game yeah. to watch, considering that Suter also played on the other side tonight. He was a right-handed
2: defenseman tonight five shots on I goal mean, for him and he he played pretty yeah, he well was defensively on fire. too. It wasn't like we were trapped in our own zone pretty much at all this game. They, those three really stepped up for sure. Petrovic and Pugliot, It I mean it's rough getting thrown on there. I mean yeah. I don't even think that they're a pair in in, Tex, in Cedar Park. They, I don't think they're they not a pair together. They, they, and, they, they played
0: and, together before.
2: I think they and have. They, I don't they, think they're regular though.
0: Yeah like Pouliot normally plays with injuries in Cedar Park Over there too. But yeah yeah, so, so. yeah
1: so they, let's they let's definitely play
0: together though they definitely play together though because we started them as a pair together and on their second shift together they got scored on so yeah. <laughs> that, that didn't happen more than like i think it happened like two more times and that one i'm not not really shocked on i, I watched it go in just like completely like dead face you know i was like you know that's like, kind yeah, of that expected <laughs> Yeah, fine it, let, it, it was tough because it was it was those those two defensemen on with the pseudo second line the steel up there who they just started as well none of them are together on any of it and it's just all breaks down I mean <laughs> what are you supposed to do
1: so let, let's let's talk about the defensive depth that has taken a huge hit and I mean not even in a week what, it do? feels like so <laughs> I guess it's gone now yeah but Liam Bishel is still playing over in Europe, so he's not available. He 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 yeah, would be in
2: international this, flight.
1: Yeah, he would have been in this game had he had he still been in North America. Uh, Derek Pulia gets called up. Uh, Petrovic gets called up. I believe uh, Gavin Bayreuther is still hurt. Uh, I don't know about Grushnikov. I think he got hurt in the in the last Texas Stars game. Now they don't have him. Uh, we've, you know, Nils Lundquist is hurt. Yanni Hawkenpaw is hurt. Miro Heiskanen was out. How many is that? That's eight defensemen. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Like, and the, and I'm pretty th- sure like all of those are right-handed defensemen.
2: Yeah. And it's not like the Dallas Stars are blessed with blue line depth in the first place and neither are the Texas Stars. I mean, both those teams are weak on the blue line and both of them are hurt and now stolen from with Petrovic and Pouliot coming up. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a rough time to be a right-handed defenseman if you're wearing green.
1: So, Ardell over here with a comment. Harley, Souter, and Lindell were horses today. I would guess that James would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and the yeah. problem is they got to play again
2: tomorrow. So, that's going to be rough. I don't know what's going to happen there. I guess we're just going to hope that Haskinen does Bring come up. back and uh if he does come back then you'll just play 40 minutes I, I don't know exactly what what the plan is there but we, we've got that and then we also didn't even talk about the uh the forward time on ice because that was crazy too i mean we played with it one less forward jason robertson 2332 uh rope hints 21.55 white johnston 2211. I mean, anytime you have a forward over 20 minutes, that's crazy. That's stuff that's reserved for Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And we yeah. had three guys do it tonight when they're playing again tomorrow.
0: So And Johnston took a majority of those shifts with the fourth line. That's why he got so high up on there, too. It's It's definitely tough. It sucks when you're playing down a full forward and you know you have to play tomorrow night. So you're just... I mean, you're you're hoping that you have enough energy tomorrow. I really feel that way. The only like saving grace that you kind of have is it's slightly longer than a normal back-to-back, so you have a little bit longer to recover from it, but it's it's tough for sure.
2: Yeah. It, it, it's great we got a point from tonight is <laughs> the number one thing. And t- tomorrow night, it'll just be another grit and heart thing. Let's see what we can do. We're not expected to do anything. Maybe that helps us, so... We'll see what happens tomorrow. Don't expect too much because, man, we are hurt.
1: Uh, James, how did uh, Jake Ottinger do in the game?
2: Quite well. Otter Otter did
0: okay. Uh, it, it felt kind of rough with him letting in. I mean, it was breakdowns in front of the net, and, and that's kind of what you expect when you have three defensemen in your lineup who are not normal everyday NHLers. So you're going to have those breakdowns in front of your net, and you gotta get some big saves. And he had a he had a couple of those throughout the game. And and it was it was fine overall. We had stars obviously had most of the pressure, so he yeah. didn't have to do too much, especially early on, but that th- just big breakdowns. And he made a couple of really, really good saves, especially when the game was two, two, when we were yeah. trying to get the third goal. That was really. when he was biggest.
2: The third period, all he those guys key. who started putting up big minutes started to feel it and slow down a little bit and the Bruins were start capitalizing because we, they were desperate as well. We, Remember the last game.
0: Yeah, um, we got that third goal and we were just on the back heel all the way to the buzzer.
2: And and yeah, all, all three of the Bruins goals were slam dunks. Like like not really anything. It'd be a diving save or a paddle save to make anything about it. So there was no chance for them on any of those goals.
1: Do we expect to see Scott Wedgewood tomorrow night?
2: Probably yes. still, just to keep the schedule going. Yeah. But unfortunately, tomorrow is one of those that you're not going to expect to get anything out of. But that that's the way it was today, and we got something. So uh, let's try and scrap and do the same thing. Maybe we can go for the the trifecta, the three straight overtime losses. Love that <laughs> NHL 500 right there.
1: Oh, oh, oh and three. <laughs> that's so gross. Oh, oh, and three. Okay, so uh, the Stars are going in tomorrow night up against the Rangers at 6 o'clock. The last 10 games, oh my goodness. Uh, The Stars are 7-2-1, which are excellent. That's that's exactly what you want to be at this point in the year. The Rangers have figured it out lately. They're 8-1-1 in their last 10 games. So seriously I, I don't know what to expect from the Rangers if they're going to come in and just clobber us or if we're going to go in and just clobber and get clobbered by them I mean what what, what are you I, I mean I guess you could say this or would you just be happy with another overtime loss
2: I expect oh
0: I'd be happy with that <laughs> I expect to lose what what I really want and what I really wanted from this game more honestly was I wanted the first line to do something. And they played twenty minutes, and they they great, great job. They didn't really get scored on. Okay, whatever. the The problem is we need them to score when other people are hurt. I mean, Duchesne came out of the lineup, and all our, like half of our defensemen are out of the lineup. We need someone to come up and score. And it was weird because it was it was Lindell on that line who scored pretty much by himself. He just stared down the goaltender and sniped it. And that that's. That's kind of frustrating when you know you are you you're supposed to be like the stars on this team, and they are not showing it right now at all. I mean, they're they're letting every other line show them up every single night now.
2: Yeah, the uh, the first line does get the two primary assists on the two defenseman goals, but one of them was a faceoff win to Suter, and the other one was in the defensive end to Lindell on an outlet pass. So I don't know if that. Yeah, Exactly I mean, th- counts th- that's, as the, the offense. that's the
0: crazy thing The three defensemen we had in the game All were Integral to All three goals Suter had one, Lindell had one Hardly had the one that he shot that Johnson tipped I mean yeah. it, it is th- Those three guys stepped up majorly And I just You need your other players to play Your top players You need them to play like they're supposed to And you probably yeah. win that game easy I mean all yeah. three of those goals are depth Right,
1: and that's the frustrating thing is because you got exactly exactly what you needed from the guys who are regular NHLers because you just you want to be able to take those three guys or I guess in this case the two guys oh I guess you could say Hanley is in those the three guys that came in today not regular NHLers and be able to kind of just ease them in a little bit and you know you got offensive output from the guys who who normally don't even have any offensive output especially with Suter and lindell especially and you get goals from both of them and then you don't win the game that's that's a little frustrating but i'm not mad it, there's a difference between the, the, being the, frustrated and being mad
0: the crazy thing is that the first line wasn't even the next closest to scoring i mean sagan should have had three goals in this game and he would yeah. have scored three separate times in overtime too and he was Obviously frustrated about that, he snapped a stick at the bench after he missed all three of them. I mean, they, they were all right to back back to back in overtime and he couldn't do it. But uh he just he could not get it done tonight, and one goal from Sagan would have iced the game.
1: Ardell also telling us that Wyatt Johnson had uh, had a quite a game himself, and he, even uh, at he the points cracked. that I was able to <laughs> Yeah. At at the points that I was able to watch today, he was one of the biggest guys that I noticed on the ice. And I got to watch most of the third period and then like in and out during the second period. So that's and every time I seemed to to look over and kind of take a glance, he was doing something that hacked off the Bruins and he was being a Marchand. I no, thought that was he, very he got strange. on their
0: nerves extremely fast and he was he was there all game long. I mean they pestering all game long. He he was doing crazy offensively too. Yeah. Crazy passes all around. I mean they, they could not they could not catch up to him.
2: The more impressive thing to me was that he was able to play those kind of mental games, like you said, James, and he was able to still play at his normal level. He he didn't drop at all, he played I, better it, probably with his extra yeah, chance.
0: It was, it was higher this game for sure. I mean, that that's why you see the suter get so many chances as well. I mean, he set up Suter like two or three times tonight as well.
2: Yeah, so maybe we can see some of some of that Wyatt Johnson come out a little bit later in the playoffs, too. That would that'd be a That'd be a little good little thing to add as we go into the postseason.
1: So one of the things that I also wanted to point out from this game is, you know, good on Hanley for getting in there and and being able to drop the gloves against Marchand. He kind of wrestled him to the ice a little bit. We take
0: that trade though. We take that trade though.
1: Exactly. And, and, And it's, I forgot who, who was it? Was it you or Chris that said it? it's like, Hanley's not stupid. You know what, we'd, we'd take Hanley off the ice any day of the week, and, and you know, in return for taking Marchand off the ice as well for five minutes, that's awesome. I forgot who yeah. said that,
0: and he, he almost just destroyed Marshand, too. I mean, it was inches away from Marshall just being plastered,
1: yeah. So, and then, uh, obviously, the it, it sucks the way that it ends because. Apparent, I, I got to see the overtime, and the overtime was was pretty good. There were some really good chances both well, ways. Swayman,
2: way and minutes, so then
1: yep, and then and then in the shootout, it it really sucks. We got ahead, and I got really excited. I'm like, we're gonna be able to pull out the two points, and then the uh, the Bruins were able to to kind of take care of business there.
2: Yeah, reason the star shootouts have sucked. I mean, we can only get one goal for Otter, and he still wins. I think he's won a couple of shootouts where we've only got him one goal.
0: No, I mean
2: uh, Duchesne. And
0: Robertson normally both score. <laughs> They're over 50% on their on their shootouts this year, I think. So the last two they though, I think they scored one. Uh they, that's probably true, yeah. But re- regardless, I mean it was it was super close. It's a little frustrating that you couldn't see Sagan end up finishing it because he had so many chances. Yeah. And that that that's really you want either hints, Sagan or or uh, I don't know. Throw Robot. Johnson in there if you want. Pavelski's really one that you that you would hope for, but it, it's it's tough that it ends up that way. It's it's kind of whatever.
2: Yeah, that kind of stamped the the seal of the top guys didn't do all that they needed to in this game for me. Like if we had won Although that, the I Robertson's
0: would've... was really cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: but, but if we had won that shootout and our top player beat their top player, it would have been like okay, great. We got two points. We stole two points. Great game by everybody. Top guys weren't the best, but they pulled it out when they needed to. But they had the chance there even, and they and they couldn't get it done too. And that's that, that kind of cemented it for me, is them still not having a great game.
1: So, I don't know where to go from here, but James, is there anything else that you can think of that needs to be discussed about that game before we move on to other stuff?
0: I mean, you just, you kind of hope that you at least get uh, bork up here for the Rangers game, and you don't have to run run circles around with your top line doing yeah. 20 minutes. Even though they probably will do that again, I mean, likelihood of a lot, a lot of the ice time you see tonight will probably be repeated
2: tomorrow night. Yeah, talking about in the chat, and I think I saw this earlier too, but it wasn't Bork. Um, it was Blue Mel that was called up, and I think they Blue Mel, thank you. I think they called him up and put him back down. I think it was an issue with cap space that we couldn't get both defensemen and Mel on the active roster at the same time. And we decided that we'd rather have six defensemen than uh, 12 full forwards. So definitely very weird. But Mel would be a very good option too. And that kind of cements that they don't want to bring Stankovin or Bork up. And they'd rather bring Mel, who, who was our third all-star from the Texas Stars. who's doing very well but that kind of cements that we're probably not going to see Borker stink up in this year because there's a chance to right now and they still don't want to do
0: it. You, you won't see them till after the trade deadline at the very least.
1: And there, the, the, see, that was the other thing that we kind of got a little excited about before we knew about all of these issues, all these, uh you know, all these injuries, Miro just being out. It's just the fact that, uh, we thought there was going to be a trade incoming because the and I'll just say this because there's a lot of people that are a lot smarter than me when it comes to the cap and all that sort of stuff. It's such a confusing thing for a regular hockey fan to understand. But and I would consider myself a crazy hockey fan and I still sometimes don't understand it. But I think the long story short, the reason why they called up Blue Mal is to maximize their cap space that was what i understood it i think it was uri who made a comment on uh, x about it that's as far as i know but guys i want to kind of move in and transition into this because this is something that i i wrote a blog post about and i wanted to see get y'all's thoughts on some of this i understand that there's the big names out there well, I say big names. They're just regular, you know, maybe second pairing defensemen, maybe third pairing defensemen that are out there that are available for trade. You think about Chris Tanev. You think about Noah Hannifin, and you Chris think Tanev, about Sean Walker. Defensemen. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, like, but like some some of these guys could be seen as a third pairing defenseman, like Sean Walker's more of what I'm talking about. But we've been we we talked about on the last episode, I think James and I afterwards, it's like, you know, Nil is known for going out and really keeping his cards close to his chest. Like, he goes after the guys that are kind of under the radar. And that was kind of what I titled the, the, the blog post. And what I did is I went through, and I did a lot of digging and a lot of research about numerous different things, and I came up with three players that I'd really like to see the stars kind of go after. Now, I don't necessarily think that they're available or if they'd even want to move because some of them have no trade clauses or whatever, but there are three guys that I kind of pointed out that might be interesting for the stars to get through. And uh, the first one I want to go through is Adam Larson. And uh, uh, Brooke actually sent me a message earlier and said, uh, when I saw that picture of Adam Larson, I thought that was Jamie Alexiak. And I was just like, nope, nope. The uh, the criteria for for me was it had to be a right-handed defenseman and a right-handed defensive defenseman. So that was one of the things uh, that I kind of put a uh, put a filter on. And uh, what I want to do is I want to get y'all's thoughts on Adam Larson and what you what you think about him. If you know anything about him. Or uh, if you think I'm just stupid and I'm crazy.
2: Well, his cap hit is too high for what he is. He's got a $4 million a year cap hit, which wouldn't really fit under uh, what we're doing unless uh, Seattle keeps some of that. I'm also not for sure if Seattle is fully on board with selling or not. And I don't know if they are for sure either. I think they're going to wait until the very last minute to decide, are we going gonna to stay and see if this team can sneak its way in? Or are we going to actually full on sell? And I, I'm leaning towards them not selling. So I I don't think Larson's very likely because of the high cap hit and where Seattle's at in the standings.
1: Yeah. But again, that's
0: kind of I'm kind of there with the cap thing with Chris, but that that is like that's more of a second and almost first pairing defenseman for us when you kind of look at it. That that would be a crazy, not not just crazy player to get, but I mean crazy what we'd have to pay for to get him.
2: Mm, I think you get him for pretty cheap, but his contract is just the expensive thing, in my opinion.
1: Hey, guys. It's Ryan here. We know hockey games move fast. But with DraftKeen Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Here's some odds for you for the Rocket Richard Trophy, which is the regular season top goal scorer. Obviously, right now, Austin Matthew leads the way. He's got a minus 330 in the odds. But you can also take a look at Sam Reinhardt of the Florida Panthers with a plus 650, David Posternok of the Boston Bruins with a plus 1,000, or maybe you can even go for Nikita Kucherov at a plus 2,500. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight hope ny or text hope and why in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. (laughs) Well, but the, the thing is, is that if... See, And again, all of these things are just based off of, you know, I didn't look at the situation and what the teams were in and all of that sort of stuff. Some of it I did, but this is a guy whose team is probably not going to make the playoffs. I don't think Seattle is going to make the playoffs. And if they think they can make a high price on him, which the Stars might be willing to do, especially considering the injuries that we currently have, we're kind of desperate at this point, especially for a right-handed defenseman and a good one at that. I mean, this guy is 31 years old. He's been playing a bunch of minutes in Seattle. I think he's up to like, he was playing 19 minutes in in Edmonton before he got picked up by Seattle. And now he's up to 23, averaging around 23 for the past three years. So this is a guy that, I I mean, if I'm Jim, no, this is a guy I would target and at least ask about. And I I know that his his cap hits at 4 million, but there's the, the number one guy on my list, his cap hit is higher. And I think teams would be willing to kind of retain some salary for the Dallas stars, depending on what they give up. So
2: I just don't think Seattle would be willing to retain. And I don't even think that they're selling honestly at the deadline. I think they're going to stay. They're only three points away from the the last wildcard spot and they're a small market team. So getting in the playoffs and just getting those ticket sales and those TV deals is kind of a big deal for them. Same way it is for Dallas.
1: I highly disagree with you on the whole small market thing. They're a very big market and they're a big hockey town too. They really are.
2: They're probably about as big so, as Dallas. <laughs> the,
0: the, the real, the, the thing with that team, I feel like is their defense is very strong, obviously. I mean, Seattle's defense is extremely strong. They're, they're going to want offense and who do we have on offense? Who they're going to want? <laughs> like that—that is—that is not a team that's going to take much of anything else, honestly.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think that this is the point where they're taking just second rounders yet.
0: No, they're—they're they're taking players who they are going to want to play next year. That's
2: what I think too. Or maybe even I, now. Yeah, I don't think they're ready to rebuild yet. They're not going to rebuild. So-
1: yeah, and I th- I think they're kind of in the same the same boat as Calgary. Like I, I don't think Calgary is going to go through a rebuild. I think they're going to go what's what a lot of people call a retool. They're they're just they're looking for players that th- they can still play now, but they're not looking to just tear everything down like Chicago did and go for the first overall pick. That's that's not what they're trying to do. They they've still got some guys like Huberdeau, like McKenzie Weger, and some of these other guys who are still going to be around for a while. So, I don't know. That's that, that's kind of what I think here. Um, let's move on to my second guy. This one is the most interesting to me because I think he can play a higher role, but he does not play as many minutes as uh, Adam Larson does. So, uh, his name is Henry Yo- Yokiharu. And he's kind of been up and down a little bit in his career, but... Uh, He is a defenseman for the Buffalo Sabres, again, a right-handed D. And his cap hit is a lot more manageable for the Dallas Stars at 2.5 till the end of this year. So I think his remaining cap is like 1.2, 1.1, something like that. So very doable for the Dallas Stars to make a deal, and especially when everybody starts to to get healthy and maybe we get somebody back then there will be some more cap space because Dodonoff is now on LTIR so that that cap his cap hit is available there he's and here's the most interesting thing about him he's 25 years old so he's a very young guy so he, i don't think he is i, I don't think he's going to be you, you know he's going to have more potential i think he's what you see is what you get from him he might grow a little bit just depending but what's even more interesting is the fact that you know we've got the Finnish mafia on this team. Yep. This is what one of the things that this team is known for uh, along with the Carolina Hurricanes. Why not add another Finnish defenseman to the three that you've already got and just go for it. This guy plays about I think his
0: 18 minutes a game. I think
1: 18 year. minutes, so yeah. So about game. maybe maybe a little less than what you kind of want from a second pairing guy. But maybe this is a guy that can come up. He can play a little bit more. He's more on the defensive side. And especially, when, I I know we hate the plus the plus minus, but he's plus nine on a really rough team and a team that has not been very good this year and was expected to be better. So I, I figured you guys would probably like this guy a little bit more just because of oh, lots of different things. His age, his yeah. cap hit, and the fact that he's a finished defenseman.
0: This is one of the people that I actually went and looked at as well, Ryan. I mean, this is kind of exactly what you're looking for. It's under the radar. He de- he's not a school goal scorer. He hasn't played very many like one. full seasons. Yeah, we don't need a goal scorer. That that's true. But and and his cap hits manageable. He's still young. He I think he has potential there still, Ryan. I mean, you, what you see is not all that's there. I think he he gonna develop a little bit more we kind of see that with defensemen as they get into their late 20s that they kind of get a little bit better i mean that's what you see and if you're really the stars need a permanent fix on the right side it is not uh, they don't need a new project like lundquist which this is no offense to lundquist Lundquist, but he's not been what we needed him to be and it's it, it was that was kind of a long shot for us, and I still think Lundquist has, he has ample opportunity to develop into what we need him to be later on. But you need someone who can play on the right side, who you can have stick around for at least a couple of years until Lundquist can figure it out.
2: Yeah, so I, I like him I think that's a good find. Uh, he's actually played 320 games already, only at 24 25, which is kind of surprising, nice. and yeah, it's some comfortability with other uh, other finished people around i mean that can definitely bring camaraderie that can make you become part of the team a little bit quicker too um and yeah right-hand defenseman he seems solid to stay at home and his last five games he's actually taken a bigger step probably some kind of injury in buffalo that's causing this to happen but his last five games he is 19 minutes time on ice 23 24 22 27 so he can take some wow. more minutes if he needs to um and they, in those games they, he's been great. He's positive in all but one of those um and with three points. What well, the um, the biggest
1: thing they've dealt with there in uh, Buffalo is is mostly the the injury to Samuelson who is like their big. He's basically their Lindell. Probably a little bit better than Lindell, but uh he's a younger Lindell and he's been out almost the entire season and Yoki Haru has kind of stepped up into that role. So this guy really makes me excited. It really, he really does. And go ahead.
2: And Buffalo is definitely a team that's on the outside looking in They're They're definitely in the selling spot. They're not waiting around to see if they can try and sneak in They're They're well out of it at this point. And by the trade deadline, that's going to become pretty much a certainty.
0: Really, Part, part of the the issue with all the people that the stars would want to look at is that you're going to have to pay some assets in some form or another for the player because we don't want a loan who we can use for this year and that's it because likely uh, Bishal is not ready to come into the league next year I mean he could and we know he is very good but he he hasn't even played a year of uh, North American hockey yet so mm. it, it it's uh yokiharu is a former first overall or first rounder late first rounder but still it's a first round pick and he is very solid and he is only it really does look like he's only gotten better and he hasn't even had a full season in the nhl yet he's he's had chopped off a little bit every single time yeah yeah kind of like five chopped off seasons (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's it's like kind of scary but the time on ice and kind of especially the plus minus this year for him, because if you look at his past seasons, he's negative in almost all of them, but this year he's a plus 11, which is a great improvement. Even when you're talking about, I mean, he's been playing on the same team the whole time.
1: And uh, I don't want to get too into this because it, a lot of stars fans won't really care about this, but I did look into the advanced analytics for, with a lot of these guys too. And uh, his Corsi is is very good he has a positive Corsi, he is above 50 and his finwick is also really good as well so the and those are kind of some of the stats you can look at when you have a, a player on a bad team who may have a bad plus minus but the fact that he's got you know good coursey good finwick and he's also got a good plus minus kind of it, it looks like he's got the whole package deal now the thing that i am worried about with him is he is 25 And he is not a for sure veteran defenseman, which is I feel like we need more of a veteran guy in in, in, on the D core. Now I'm not saying he couldn't come in and fulfill that role for the Dallas Stars. He absolutely could, but you, if 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 I'm Jim Nell, I want somebody just a little bit older, like 27, 28. And that kind of leads me into the next guy, and this is the guy that I'm. I personally am whoa, 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 most whoa, 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 excited
2: whoa. about. Well Okay, he did what? to okay, Spinwick. Okay, we huh? can move on. He did what to his Spinwick? Okay, we can move on.
1: Okay. Anyway, that does, that that deserves some silence, some awkward silence there. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. He's, he's smiling. He's the third smiling. guy. The third guy Internet. was. No, oh, Hanev is not an under the radar pick. Okay, darn. he's not. Everyone is talking about him. His name is Artem Zub. He is a top four defenseman for <laughs> the Ottawa Senators. He
2: sounds like a Dallas yeah. star. He's got a funny name.
1: He's got a funny name. That's true. Hakanpaa, Miro Heiskanen. Heiskanen. Um, but he's he's twenty eight years old, and he was talked about a lot last season before he signed his current extension of what he has. Now this extension is much higher at 4.6. Yeah, Chris just saw it. Yes, I know it's, it's at 4.6, but the, the deal is you are getting a for sure, like solid home run pick. If you get him, cause this guy is a minute muncher. He can play excellent for you on the penalty kill. He can, uh, he's a, he's right-handed again. And this guy is 28 years old. He is at this point, he is in the prime of his career. So this would be, in my opinion, a perfect pickup for the Dallas stars. If he's willing, uh, to, to move on to the Dallas stars, he's got a plus minus of plus seven and he averages about 20 minutes a night, which is kind of puts it in the perfect category for the Dallas stars needing a top four defenseman. And then the other thing you got to consider is Ottawa's situation right now. So at the beginning of the season, they basically kind of were saying that they were going to make the playoffs that that's what they wanted to do. And honestly, I expected them to make the playoffs or at least be in the hunt and they're nowhere close. So if you're Artem Zub and you just signed your extension, and you know, this the old general manager who is no longer there, as he's been fired, and as has the coach, has been fired, then what maybe if a team calls, you know, comes calling for you and calls for your name, why not, you know, take the the opportunity to, to go to a Stanley Cup contending team like the Dallas Stars? And you know, I, I think Ottawa would be willing to also yeah, you know, take some Take take I can't even think of the word right now. I'm sorry. Someone help me. Retain. Maybe they'd be be willing to retain up to 50% for of his salary. So what are your thoughts? Here's kind
0: of here's kind of my issue with with Zub, Ryan. My my issue is that I don't think the senators, whatever, Zub. I don't think the Senators have a bad team right now. If you look at their team on paper, they look terrifying still. I mean, they have a very strong set of forwards and they have a decent defense group. I mean, it really doesn't look that bad. I don't think that they should sell off a bunch of their players. This is not a team that's going to go into a full rebuild. And this player is a player that you're going to want on your team when you're talking about trying to get into a playoff position.
2: Yeah. And the more important thing is that Ottawa doesn't think that they're a bad team either. They're expecting to do exactly what the Canucks have done this year. And that's the Canucks have had a great team on paper for the last three years and they finally figured it out. And Ottawa's looking to do the same thing. Um, not to mention we can't afford him. We can't afford $4 million for four years and resign all, resign all the players that we need to. And he's got the no movement clause. It, on paper, Ryan, right, you're 100% right. This is the guy we need. Now, find it for cheaper and find it for someone who has one year left on their contract, and we'd be we'd be hunky-dory, but that's the problem is that guy doesn't exist. So, case-wise, this is the guy we need. You're 100% right. It's just impossible for us to get him.
1: I, I, I don't think anything is ever impossible. I, I mean, I, I know this is kind of stupid to say, but Wayne Gretzky was traded. Okay. Anybody can be traded for the right price and for in the right situation. You want to flip a first Stanky
2: right and Bork? <laughs> then they might retain fifty percent.
1: <laughs> of course, yes, like like they that. They they would do something like that, but I don't think that the Stars would offer that up. And again, yeah. the guys and the reason why I wanted to look at some of these under the radar guys is because these under the radar guys, which I think are pretty decent, especially the especially Yokiharu Haru and Zub. I don't think they're going to be, you know, they're going to cost as much. Like they, these, it's I mean, gonna like, cost for Noah, gonna cost, well, well I but I mean, what I'm talking about count. is like for Sean Walker, right. A guy who is just recently playing really well in Philadelphia, they're asking for a first round pick for him. Like, I, I like no offense to Sean Walker. He's probably, he's probably having a really good year and everything, but the Zub and even Yoki Haru, have been solidly more consistent than than you know than Sean Walker, and no offense to Chris Tanev, but and they they already talked about it in in the chat over here. But Chris Tanev has a lot of issues with injury, and he's also 34. I, I, I think that's correct. He's either 33 or 34. So this is not a guy you want to give a first round pick for. And based off of what I'm guessing and the fact that everybody is talking about him. And there's a giant bidding war, I'm sure, for Chris Tannis Chris Tanev's services, excuse me. They're, they're gonna get a first round pick for Chris Tanev. I just don't I don't think it's worth it. So that's why I wanted to go through and try and find guys like this. And if you and Jim Nil is very good about finding these guys that are under the radar and convincing their GMs that, hey, we really need this guy. We'll give you this, this. I think this is fair market value for this guy. Uh, under the
2: radar, I'm on board. But they do have to be available, actually. <laughs> Which I don't think Zoom is. But the other two guys I like.
1: You never know. Just saying. Well, you'd Just be giving saying. up
2: more than a first round pick for Zoom. Yeah. I don't, mean, it's- I don't know if,
0: if, you about- if you want to talk about... If you want to talk about what you'd probably give up to get Zoom, you're probably giving up Bishel, honestly. Yeah, they like Zoom. And then and you're probably I- also giving up a first and then a third is what... Kind of, kind of is the normal thing to, for a player like that, and and honestly, that that's lower end. I feel like.
2: Okay, you want them to retain, to retain so, salary on a good player.
1: <laughs> so let me ask you this: it, Is there anybody that y'all can think of that you really want? Chris Tanev. I, I, th- I don't think Chris Tanev is a smart is a smart decision. I really don't.
2: No, oh, but it's I suspect- like
0: Yogi's decision. Hard. I, I, out of all the ones that I looked at, uh, I like Yokihara Hara the most. I mean, he has the potential to play a bunch of minutes. He is going to fly extremely under the radar. I feel, unless in, in like they're actually shopping him around, and then he won't. But that's kind of for everyone that we pull out. Uh, right. I, I think this—that's a that he's a player that you could get for very little, and and that's a player that we—I feel like the stars could use very well.
1: And you know the other guy, uh, the other thing about the about Yoki Haru. Plus, his name is just fun to say. Yo- Yoki Haru. Yoki Haru. Kind of, r- kind of reminds me of Yerky uh, Yoki Paka back in the 2013, 2012 days. But anyways, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna command a huge increase in his salary. I think he's gonna he's gonna get a a, a pay raise. Obviously. But I, I don't see it being over like yeah. four million or something he's like that. He's a guy we can definitely resign. I, I that's and that's the other thing is that I I know that Jim Nil is very big about finding players with term or finding players that he thinks he can re- sign because he he's done that with lots of trades that he's done in the past. So we'll we'll see what Jim Nil does. I'm I'm really excited about uh, Yoki Haru because I think that's the most likely of the three that that we could go after but i really like our tim zoob just because of the I, he, he seems to be like the perfect candidate for the stars to go after that's just me but or we'll or we'll end up with colin miller again i don't know how but <laughs> oh wouldn't that be funny <laughs> hey we'll take we'll, we'll take colin miller back new jersey it, i know you're in a in a playoff race but we'll take him back
2: yeah i, I think i'm sleeping on chris Tanev connect. too because if we got chris Tanev tomorrow y'all will be ecstatic as would I. Yes, it's going to cost a lot, but it, it a player like that that can actually move the puck, like the guys we're talking about right now are guys who are solid on their own end, which is definitely the immediate need. But a guy who's solid on their own end, can, the well can move the puck, Chris Tanner would be an insane pickup, and he would definitely be a rental. He would definitely cost a first-round pick and maybe a little bit more, but it would still be awesome.
1: And, and I'm not discounting that at all. I, I would just be happy with the stars getting any kind of
2: any kind of defensive, defensive help. Is, is what you need, like
1: even even before all these injuries. Like I, I would be happy with anybody, right? But like I, I just want to find somebody without you know trading away so much of our future, so much of our assets going forward. We want to try and make make get the most uh, out of our get get the bang for our buck. Basically, is what I'm saying.
2: Do so you so. need dot, Ryan? I thought about
1: that before. Thank you, thank you, Chris. Stop smirking. Moving on. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, we 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 talked way longer about that than I intended to. I'm sorry. So let's get to the other stuff really quickly, and then we'll move on. Um. We already talked about that. Okay. Uh, the biggest news coming out lately for the Dallas Stars uh, over the weekend was the fact that they will be heading. To Tampere, Finland. I hope I said that right. And they will be taking on the Florida Panthers in two games uh, for the NHL Global Series. I don't know the days. I just know it's in November. Do y'all know the dates for like 100?
2: No, sir. No. Okay.
1: Okay. So it's really cool. I'm really excited for that. That's that's going to be uh, be really fun. It's cool for Alexander Barkov because he gets to play in his hometown. Uh, on the on the Florida side and then obviously for Dallas we've got you know four guys that are probably going to be on uh team Finland when yeah, the when national team's winning.
2: top defensive pair is on our team
1: right exactly <laughs> and with uh Mira Haskinen, Esa Lindell, Hawk, and, Paw, and uh also obviously Rope Hints being in there as well so uh what were y'all's thoughts of hearing those news coming out and are you excited and what what are you thinking?
2: Took too long to get the Finnish mafia out there. Honestly, I'm glad they're doing it really now. It, it's it's going to be great. I think it's really cool to to grow hockey globally. And the matinee games like today is uh, another way that they grow the sport in Europe. I mean, they were. I, I saw some uh, some some sponsored ads trying to target Europeans, saying, "Hey, Stars game starts at 10 p.m. for y'all. Y'all can actually watch it. So it, it makes it cool to you see can. and. Uh, Growing the sport anywhere, especially in Europe, where it's already huge, getting the actual pro scene out there is going to be a big deal.
1: James, what do you think?
0: No, he I'm super it. excited for it. I mean, uh, it, it'll be it'll be fun to kind of see how the team reacts going overseas like that because we saw a couple of teams do that this year, and it it's definitely different. It's definitely a challenge. I mean, it's it's a lot harder to go across the world and play. And, and then you got to come back for the rest of the season. So that, that should be fun to, to watch.
1: Right. I, I'm honestly really excited to, to see what, uh, what goes on for, for them over there in, uh, in Finland and, you know, maybe Yogi Haru gets added to that list and maybe we get a fourth defenseman that, will be on the team finish roster. We we will see. Okay. I, I think it's time. Uh, are we ready to move on and do our Who Cares segment, or is there anything else we need to talk about?
0: Yep, I'm good. Uh, there's okay. just one thing that I do want to mention. There was a crazy game tonight uh, that was played between Minnesota and Vancouver. Oh, uh, yeah, the 10-7. Wa- yeah. yeah, 10-7. Uh, guess how many shots were in that game?
1: Uh, hundred and thirteen. I'm guessing there
0: were the shots were twenty four to twenty seven.
1: Oh my gosh, I was completely and wrong. There were okay. seventeen goals. Oh my goodness! Talk about well, who started? Who started? Was it Demko or was it uh, Smith? I, no I,
0: I don't even think it matters. I the, the crazy thing is the. The Wild scored like four power play goals within like seven minutes or something stupid like that to to come back and claim the lead. Stupid game. If you want to go look at a crazy box score,
1: I might actually go and take a look at that game and maybe even watch it after I watch the Stars game tonight. I am going to go back and kind of analyze the the defensemen and maybe do a blog post on how I thought each of the defensemen uh, did tonight. But uh, we'll see if I have time for that but okay uh chris uh would you like to introduce our who cares segment for the evening
2: yeah we're gonna mix it up we're not doing top three we are doing bottom three and we're gonna keep it a little bit on theme here we are doing bottom three european countries your three no, least favorite oh, European countries. Oh, oh, no.
1: Please don't. We have some listeners from a lot of these countries. Don't do this. No, I don't Come care. On. All right,
2: how about this? America is the worst European country. There you go. Oh, there you go, European <laughs> listeners. We'll accept the bottom what? spot. So we'll we'll do four through two. Your number four. No, yeah, number four through two least favorite European countries. All right, number four, the Netherlands. You're underwater. Move, move higher. Go higher. You're underwater. Stop trying to fight the sea. Just move to higher ground. The Netherlands, number three. Uh, who, does anyone have any thought in there? Brian's got a thought in his eyes. Brian, number
1: three. <laughs> I, I think you're, I think you're a turd for for doing oh, this. yeah, but...
2: yeah We're in, we're in trouble here now. I'm getting us into <laughs> dangerous territory.
1: Yeah, Guy, do you think? Uh huh. I do. Okay. Think. All right. Um. Really gonna make me do this. Um. Okay. I'll tell a stupid joke with it. Do it. Okay. Switzerland. Switzerland is my number four. You want to know why? Why? The
2: flag is Everything. A huge is- bus.
1: Dang it, James. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? I didn't hear it.
1: Uh, Their flag the- is a huge plus, my- Chris.
2: Oh, their
0: flag is huge. he was gonna it? make the joke that he thinks he's funny. Mm. Yes, a he dad joke.
1: You have to say it, right? No, James
0: come on. Third. Okay. okay. Uh, um, Pol- Poland, sure. They're, they're big. Uh, they they.
2: It's a big country. Uh, yeah, nobody, nobody knows it exists. <laughs>
0: it's right by Germany. You know, right No one, no one pays attention to it.
2: No one knows it exists. All right, number two, Greece. Poor Ryan. Number two. Wow, that's just rude. <laughs> that, was,
1: that was gonna be actually my number two as well. Really? As Greece. That's funny because uh, they man are too. bankrupt and got no money, just like that's like America, yeah. Okay, I'm, I don't uh,
2: miss
0: Um, um, uh, France,
1: <laughs> why?
0: Uh, be- because people say that they're mean,
2: they're not. I, I to hate France. to be rude, but we're, were friends. friends. Oh, yeah, that's a good joke right there, Jim. I like that one.
1: Oh my gosh. All right. It, my it number is bad.
2: My number one least favorite uh, European country is Iceland. It's not mine. Uh, oh, it's lying. it's, it's lying. not in Europe. You're playing the European every year. You think, oh You're not in Europe. You're an island. You, you you are you should play in the Pacific Cup and it should be just you. You and Greenland. That's the only soccer you get to play. <laughs> Iceland versus Greenland. That's it. Right.
1: Me? Okay, mine's not exactly fair because nobody likes them right now. And it's kind of cheating because they're technically part of two continents. My number one is Russia.
2: Mm, yeah, Ain't no one on like that. We're going to move on from that. Ryan, explain yourself a little bit. For, or James, explain yourself a little bit further. Sorry. Oh,
0: anyway, Iceland uh, is stupid. Not only are they not part of Europe, uh, their name is a lie as
2: well. I mean, that they're is pretty true. green. There's some ice there. There's a good bit of there ice. There is ice there, but it's mostly green.
1: <laughs> it's really pretty there. It from what great. I from pictures I've seen and what people they have told me.
2: Ice that attacks you from the ocean. That's pretty cool. I oh, was okay. shocked. Kind of I down, down the here.
1: list. <laughs> Isn't it kind of ironic how like Greenland is literally there's no green there, and then Iceland, there's a lot of green. This is and a conversation Greenland, that probably
2: no one has ever had. Probably. Anyway, anyway, thanks for listening to Starcastical Marks. Be sure to check out our uh DraftKings promo code THPN on our website, remarks.com. Right, Ryan? Sure, Anything you forgot else? some stuff. That's why I said right, Ryan, so you could add the stuff that I forgot.
1: Leave a five,
2: yeah, leave, leave those review things, hopefully, good ones. Unless you're from Iceland, then you're allowed to leave a bad review. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then also go to uh
2: sarcastic hey,
1: you remembered.
2: Okay, you buy okay. your yeah. sarcastic remarks branded toothbrush holder, your sarcastic remarks bl- branded bath sheets, and your sarcastic remarks no. branded non slip bath mats. Don't slip in the shower, folks. No. It's a safety hazard. Get the sarcastic remarks non slip bathtub mat. We'll be, we'll, DM.
1: we'll be we we'll be back with you guys again tomorrow night, along with James, along with Chris. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hope y'all have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. I don't even know where James is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow night. Bye.